you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. of God tonight. Hallelujah. The enemy would like to bring a halt to the church, but tonight the church is alive. We've already baptized one this week. And if you're listening online and would like to repent of your sins or be baptized in Jesus' name or like to have special prayer, the church doors are open. Come and join us right now and we'll pray with you tonight. Amen. Matthew chapter 16. And reading from verse number 18, Matthew 16 and verse 18, Jesus is speaking and he says to Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church. This is Jesus talking. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What a powerful promise that we have, that the church has, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. For a few moments tonight, I would like to speak to you right where you are, and I would like to talk to you tonight on this subject. The church is indestructible. The church is indestructible. Hallelujah. That's a good reason to praise the Lord tonight. The church is indestructible. God bless you and thank you for watching online with us tonight. This week I had a little issue with my phone and a case that I had uh, my iPhone uh, in uh, broke. And uh, I've kind of always been on my family every time I see their their expensive iPhone without a case. I, I usually give them a hard time about it and of course they think that I am... Um, I, I'm just a little old-fashioned because I cover up a nice iPhone with uh, some sort of a big bulky case, but it is because I want to protect it. And and uh, we I've been through the the the, the whole uh, discussion of whether OtterBox is best or whether LifeProof is best, and I've owned both. And um, I'll, I'll leave that for later uh, to whoever decides they want to sponsor the latest televangelist here. Uh, I'll be glad then to throw my support one way or the other. But until we receive the offering, uh, I'm going to just hold back and not tell you which I think is personally the best. 
but both of them claim that they make a product that is indestructible. And if your phone is damaged, of course, they will gladly uh, step up and give you a new phone case, and it still remains to be seen whether they actually replace the phone. But whether it's indestructible or not, I would guess to say neither of them truly are indestructible. They, they have a breaking point. There is, there is a point. They, they can take so much, but there is a point that that phone case breaks. This week, I've got to go out and uh, I've, got to, I've got to try to find a store that has less than 10 people in it so that I can go in and I can purchase a new phone case. Otherwise, my phone may not make it past COVID-19. And so I've got to find a store that will let me in and let me purchase a phone case because I need to protect it while I'm protecting myself from all of the craziness in the world. And uh, I haven't heard yet there's been a run. I've heard there's a run on all sorts of items in the grocery store. I personally have not been to any stores. I haven't, I, I mean, I've been out and about just living normal life and uh, doing what we do. And I haven't been in any stores, haven't done any of uh, the hoard shopping that everyone is doing. I haven't been part of any of that. So I'm not sure what my experience is going to be like. And I haven't heard that there's been a run on phone cases, but I'm going to find out this week because my phone is not indestructible. As a matter of fact, I dropped it this week, and when I dropped it, I thought, oh my, there goes the screen, there goes the case, and I only ended up just with a couple of scratches on the corner, thank God. I mean, I was doing everything trying to prevent my phone from, uh, from breaking, and somehow between uh, my acrobatic movements of preventing my phone from hitting hard on the ground and the hand of the Lord that protected it. Uh, somehow my phone made it through. But I, I do know this much. The phone really is far from indestructible. As a matter of fact, it can be broken very, very well. As we have heard in the news, this uh, craze about this virus that is uh, afflicting the world. And uh, we, we quickly understand that the, the frailty of our flesh and how easily that our life can be snuffed out and how easily uh, we can receive something that would be destructive because our body is frail. We, we are all weak in the flesh. There is nothing, there's nothing good in this flesh. There's, there's nothing that, that uh, is indestructible about this flesh. As a matter of fact, we're promised a few days in this life. And the writer James says that this life is going to be a few days and full of trouble. Our life is easily destructible. But in John chapter 2, uh, Jesus says about uh, his physical body the same thing that he says in Matthew 16 about the church body. In our text that I read in Matthew 16, Jesus says the church is indestructible in John chapter 2. Jesus talks about his physical body. And he says, if you destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up again. In other words, it's not going to stay down. This is what Jesus is saying. He is saying, you can kill this flesh, but I am indestructible. 
In three days I'll get up again. You can crucify me and put me on a tree, but I'm incapable of being overcome. You can bury me and put me in a tomb, but I will never be defeated because Jesus was declaring that he was indestructible. And I come tonight to remind every online visitor and the team that is in this room tonight that you have nothing to fear because Jesus Christ is still indestructible. There is nothing that is going to harm him, hurt him, weaken him, make him any less God than he has ever been. He is God all by himself. He is God. Jesus is the almighty God. He walked on this earth as God manifest in the flesh and he is inconquerable. Then Jesus and Peter having this discussion about his deity, about who he is, and, and Jesus says about the church, he says, Peter, who, who do men say that I am? And when Peter talks about the revelation of who Jesus is, Jesus then turns around and tells Peter, Peter, I'm going to build my church upon the same understanding of who I am. I believe Jesus was telling Peter, Peter, I want you to understand I am inconquerable. And also on this same premise, I'm going to build my church and my church will be inconquerable. He said even the gates of hell, the most powerful force that one could think of, will not be able to stand against the church because the church is inconquerable. Jesus Jesus declares the church is truly indestructible. The wording used here allows us to consider and think that the church is incapable of being overcome. The church is incapable of being defeated. The church is incapable of being conquered. The church is not an incidental part of God's plan. The church is the crown jewel of the very purpose in which Jesus came to the earth. He came to seek and to save that which was lost and he chose his church to be the vehicle by which reaches the lost world. I come tonight to remind everybody in this room and everybody listening online that you have nothing to fear because God is with us. God is on our side. The church is, incon is inconquerable and at the end of it all you can rest assured. You you can know this much. The church is going to stand the test of time. Get in the church. Stay in the church. Stay with the church. The church will be victorious. The church is God's answer to a sin sick world. Jesus called men to repent and he called them to faith and he called them out of the world and he called them out of a life of sin but he also called them into the church. Some folks say, I don't need the church. And we're doing church online right now. We're not sure where we'll be next week, but right now we're online. But I came to remind you of something. The church has nothing to fear because the church is going to outlive COVID-19. You have nothing to fear. The church is our refuge in time of storm. 
The church will remain through whatever comes our way. The church is the hope and the anchor of the world. They don't even realize it. They don't even know it. But I'm going to tell you something tonight. If all those governmental officials and all those in the Center for Disease Control really understood the power of the church, they would be begging the church to assemble for prayer. They would be begging the church. I heard our former governor and the vice president of the United States called and said if there's ever been a time that people need to pray, it's now. Thank you, Vice President Pence. I come to remind the church tonight, it's time to assemble in prayer. It's a time to call your family together in prayer. It's time to pray. The church is going to be victorious. Get in the center of the church. Stay with the flow of the church. The church will be victorious. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the presence of God moving right now. Somebody may be making a decision. Somebody out there may have wandered far away from God. I'm calling you tonight. Get back in the church. Get back in the center of what God is wanting to do in your life. The church is your hope. The church is the hope for your family. The church is the hope for your sanity. The church is the hope, the only hope that you have in this world. Oh, don't give up on the church. The church is indestructible. Don't ever get crossways with the church. Somebody may offend you. Somebody may hurt you. Somebody may something say something against you, but don't ever side against the church because God is on the side of the church. The church is destined to live in dying times. The church is destined to victory in times of defeat. The church is destined for joy in times of destruction. The church is going to reign in times of ruin. The church is destined for heaven in times of hell. The church of God is indestructible. And I will declare to every one of you in this room and everybody listening online that you need the church more today than you have ever needed the church. I must have the church. You must have the church. We need the church. You can't make it in this world without the church. The church is a necessity in this world. Oh yes. Men and women have come and gone from the church. But the church has survived through centuries. This generation did not build the church. The generation before us did not build the church. I can take you all the way back to when Jesus looks at Peter and tells him, up on this rock, I, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It's not man that built the church. It is God that built the church. He designed it and he declared that he would build it. He was the designer and he is the builder. He is the architect and he is the general contractor. He is the author and he is the finisher. Ah, oh, yes he is. We may be part of it, but we don't own it. The church is his bride. She belongs to him. 
And she is a glorious church. She is a church that is making herself ready. I don't know when I've ever been any more proud of the church that I've been over this last week. I'm not here to argue with anybody about whether we should have church or shouldn't have church. You do what's right for you. But I come to tell you that I have seen the church come together. The church in general has not panicked. The world has panicked, but the church has not panicked. The church has not gone silent. The true church of the living God has taken over the internet today. They bogged down Facebook to where people all the way from Los Angeles to New York, all the way from New Orleans, all the way to the Canadian border are saying, I don't know what's going on, but we can't seem to get our live stream working properly. It's because the church had bogged down the algorithms. Hey, the church is going to take over. I I come to tell somebody tonight you need to be in the church because the church will be victorious. Perhaps the church is more mobilized today, particularly more mobilized by modern means today than ever before. Today we got church outside the four walls. When I consider the condition of the church, I have to look at our youth groups and our young adult groups. And I got to tell you, I'm so proud to all of our youth and young adult that are listening online and those that have been here working today. I'm so proud. This is a soul winning group. This is a worshiping group. This is a sacrificing group. This is a prayer warrior group. This is a group that's made up their mind that the world can do what they want to do, but they're going to stand. When I look at the church, I have to look at our families and see moms and dads getting up on Sunday and bringing their family into the house of God, standing for truth when others want to throw in the towel, standing for holiness when others want to go a different direction. They are sold out. They are apostolic to the core. They believe in the gifts and operation of the Spirit. They believe in faithfulness. They support the church with their attendance and with their tithing. They are faithful in all of their ways. When I look at the church, I have to look on this platform and I saw the music team tonight. Hey, they don't come any better than this group that led us in worship during this broadcast tonight. They don't come any better. Some of our team have put in over 20 hours in the last 48 hours. Just in the last two days, they have put our live stream up, brought us to into where we are tonight. Thank you to all of this team that is here and those that are unable to be here tonight but are watching online but gave of your time. I saw some of our elders cleaning the church yesterday. One of our retired military vets came through and he's wiping off doorknobs and disinfecting. Thank you, sir. That's what makes the church what it is. Often when I walk in on Sunday and I'm preparing for Sunday night and I walk into my office, I already hear the prayer room on fire. I'm talking about a church that's not going down, but I'm talking about a church that is prepared for the revival that God is wanting to send the church. 
In the last two weeks, several families have been meeting and gathering and individuals and young adults to, to launch a bus ministry that's going to impact our society and our city. We're not afraid. We're ready to reach the harvest field. We're not going to sit down and wait. We're going to get up and go after it. My Bible tells me to go into the highways and the byways and the hedges and compel them and to tell them where their hope is. Their hope is not in the bar room. Their hope is not in this world but their hope is in Jesus we've got others committed to Bible study teaching I'm talking about the church I'm talking about the direction the church is going. In the middle of crisis, there are some that are helping those in need, that are going and shopping and picking up things and delivering and taking care of our elders. Look at the worship team. You want to know about the church? Look on this platform. Look at the worship team. Watch the choir when they're singing with passion. Listen to the response of preaching when the church is assembled together. Listen to what they do on Wednesday night when the Bible is being unveiled and unfolded through Bible study teaching. Watch how the church reaches the lost. You want to know what's happening in the church? We're still sending out evangelists. We're still sending out missionaries. We're still planting churches. Why? Because the church isn't going down but the church is going up. We need the church. Whether you know it or not, the church is the world's most valuable asset. And they don't even know it. And the church will survive because the church is indestructible. Let me speak to every listener online, every person that may not be walking where they need to walk. I'm quickly closing this message tonight, but I want to tell you you need to be in the church. If you're in the church, you need to make up your mind, I'm staying in the church. If you're on the fringe, you need to get in the middle. If you're not in the church at all, you need to run to the church. You don't know what the future holds. None of us do. But you need the church. And you need to be in the center of the church. Because that's where Jesus is. Because we are a praising church. And the Bible declares that he inhabits or dwells in or lives in the praises of his people. He also tells us to not forsake the assembly of our ourselves together. That's why we need the church. We need to get in the presence of God through our worship and through our praise and through our prayer. If you're not in the church, you better get in the church because the church is your only ticket out of here. Oh yes. She's the old ship of Zion. She's weathered many a storm. She's carried men from one side of Jordan across to the other side of Jordan. She's come through the storm and she's come through the night. She has weathered all the hurricanes and gale force winds. She has handled the stream tides and the high waves and, and, and humanity has thrown everything at the church that it could throw. And the government has thrown everything at the church that it can throw. But I come tonight to tell you that the church has still stood the test of time because the church is indestructible. 
She may have been tattered and worn a few times. She may have a few scars on her hull. She may have some stains and scratches and time-honored scars. But the church of the living God is still standing tall. She's the old ship of Zion, and she won't ever go down. She's never lost her cargo, though some have jumped ship and some have gone overboard. But she has endured through the stress and the strain of the storm. Stay with the ship, church. Stay with the ship because she's always stayed up right through it all. This pandemic is going to pass, but the church of the living God is going to stand strong. The church is God's means to reach the world. That's why our doors are open for anybody. Our church is open. You want prayer? Call us. Come to where we are. We'll come to where you are. We'll meet you. It doesn't matter the time of day. You want a Bible study? You want to know more about salvation? If you already understand that you need to repent of your sins and you already understand that you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, and you already understand that the infilling of the Holy Spirit is your promise. And you want to come and you want to be baptized. Or you want to come and you want this pastoral team to lay hands on you while you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Get here as quick as you can. Call us and we'll wait on us. We'll wait on you. We'll meet you here any time of the day or night. Because this is God's means to reach the lost. It's God's way for you to find salvation. Whatever you need. If you just need prayer, I want you to start typing in the comments right now. I just want you to type it and we're going to get it out on social media and the church is going to be praying for your needs because we love you, we care about you and we want you to be part of the church Christian Life Church stands open we don't know what the future holds but we know who holds the future right where you are if you're together in your living room with your family pull your family in close if you're in this room right now why don't you agree in faith together they're going to begin to sing let's take this as a time of prayer and a time of reaching out to the Lord right where you are you can receive the Holy Ghost right where you are and when it falls on you why don't you let us know what happened when your healing comes let us know what happened because the church is still alive Jesus is still alive and he's still in the miracle working business come on somebody pray together pull your family together let's seek the face of God tonight
Yeah.